Kevin Radio Talks. Wait, 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 wait. Am I looking at the camera? Or am I answering? Am I looking at you or looking there? The first, you're going to look there, then when I ask. Yeah. And then I'm talking like this the whole time. Mm-hmm. Welcome, guys. This is, of course, the Scorpio Radio Talks, and I'm your host, Palisa Tile Mahwanye. And today we are chilling with an artist. She's a hip-hop artist. I uh, actually heard some of your songs. You're also quite like a vocalist, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we're dealing with Trusted Elsa. Okay, hey, how are you? I'm good, fam. How are you doing? I'm also good. I'm also good. Well, I like, you know, before I get into my interviews, just ask people how are they doing, just in general. <laughs> I'm good, man. <laughs> I'm always good, actually. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. My shame. <laughs> I was about strong with you. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, obviously, I want to start about, you know, touching base on your childhood your upbringing do you remember how that was like for you you know how was your childhood like for you um that's actually a good question mm-hmm. uh, i mean there's i don't really remember much mm-hmm. but uh, there are some significant times that i remember mm-hmm. but okay i'm this old now so at least yeah. you know i know there was a childhood <laughs> do you remember like <laughs> what kind of a child you were the kind of environment you actually grew up in oh actually i was actually a very entertainment uh, orientated child. I see. I was very flexible growing up. Actually, yeah, that's a, that's a very good question because yeah. I remember sometimes I'd be sleeping and I'd get woken up to like mm-hmm. go show people tricks. You know when your mother is a visitor ah, and yeah. you're sleeping and She's they like, come. My child has a few talents. Yeah, and they wake <laughs> up like, yeah, do the thing, do the thing, do the thing. Oh. So yeah, actually, now that you remind me, I was very flexible. Mm-hmm. So I was like doing acrobatics, oh. self-taught acrobatics. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 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 yeah. Those were the good old days. That's amazing. You're an entertainer. But did you kind of rap for them? Or Back that time, I was more of a dancer. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually a dancer at heart. Oh. I started rapping uh, in high school. Mm-hmm. But before that, I was kind of known for, for mm-hmm. dancing. And the kind of environment, where did you grow up actually? So I was born in Eastern Cape Mtata. Miss oh. um, St. Mary's, shout out to, 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 to the Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we moved to Cape Town early 2002. I was about like maybe five, six. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so 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 I was born in uh, Eastern, Eastern Cape, Cape, but bred in Cape Town. Mm-hmm. So my music is very Cape Town um, mm-hmm. vibes. Oh, okay, that's nice. So then, do you remember anything about Eastern Cape? Was it like the typical, you know, village-like upbringing and coming to Cape Town? How was it like? It was village level, mm-hmm. but I ha- I have no recollection. <laughs> my brothers usually tell me though that yo we used to you know because mm-hmm. he told me the other day that uh, so we stayed on a hill, oh. and he used to be like yeah, and every day we used to fetch you from school, oh. and we'd have to like put you on our back and walk up the hill, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> so, so for me it was crazy because yeah. I couldn't remember, but mm-hmm. they kind of you know reminded yeah. me. And then let's talk about primary school. Were you also kind of, you know, like an entertainment type type of child? Were you those academic type of kids? Or <laughs> were you definitely not, not academic? Okay. <laughs> I was very hyperactive. Um, mm. like I said, I used to dance a lot, mm-hmm. um, did choir a bit as well in primary oh. school. But yeah, man, primary school I just played a lot. I was a tomboy then. Yeah. So you know, just get back, you know, you get to school, put your bag down, mm-hmm. go play. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the life. Yeah, that's the <laughs> that life. That was, was the, the life. life. That was the level. Yeah. Do you sometimes miss those memories? You know, do you sometimes miss? You know, I mean, you this old, and do you ever just see yourself missing the past? And you know, 
Um, the young you. Um, um, do I miss the young me? Yeah. I would have to say no. Mm-hmm. Because I don't remember much, first of all. Okay. And second of all, I think I was just winging things back then. Mm-hmm. So I prefer the me now because now I'm in control of a lot of things. Yeah. I'm not winging. I, yeah. If I have a goal, I work towards it, I achieve it. You know, mm-hmm. so I think I I prefer myself now in my yeah. old age. And what's the type of family that you grew up in? Are they like a very loud family? They musically orientated, you know? Um, well, it's just my mom. My mm-hmm. dad passed away when I was very young, so it's just me, my mom, and my three brothers. Oh. Well, my two brothers. Mm-hmm. The, the other brother is new. So you're the came. only girl. Yes, I'm the only girl. Oh, how's that like? I enjoyed it because like I was one of the gents okay, and they I actually see. inspired me to rap. They were listening to hip hop music and that's how I'm here today. You kind of like got the inspiration from their taste. Yeah, from mm. their surroundings, being surrounded by them mm. and listening to what they were listening to. So yeah, it was very nice. I mean, because, you know, I'm, this, I'm the special one. Mm. Was it the typical, you know, I have brothers, you do this to me. I'm going to actually, you know, fetch my brothers. Hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred and one percent. People knew, don't play with this, okay? Because she will go call her brothers, and her brothers will sort you out. Mm-hmm. That's if I can't sort you out. Yeah, yeah. I'll try first. Okay. If it's if if I ngangam, then you know the homies are gonna pull up. Okay, so uh, let's talk about your high school because I guess that's where you kind of discovered, you know, the love for hip hop. That's where you were like full on. You know, I am growing, I'm developing as a teenager. Um, yeah, so let's talk about when did you ever, you know, discover that, okay, this is actually the route that I want to go into. Um, so like I said, when I got to high school, I was still mm-hmm. dancing. Oh, um, yeah. I was still cheerleading as well. Mm-hmm. Anything that had to do with movement, I was just involved. Oh. But I remember in grade nine, uh, there was a crew in my neighborhood that was rapping, a bunch oh. of guys. Back then, you know, the straight, the whole baggy pants, mm-hmm. Straight cap level was coming through. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they were rapping and they had like a mini studio. And I was like, yo, these niggas are dope. Cute. And uh, I was like, what I got to do? And they're like, no, we make music. We rappers. That's how we dress. In grade nine as In a young girl. In grade nine, yeah, as a young girl. So I was like, you know what? I want to be lit. Mm-hmm. So then that's when I actually decided to rap. Mm-hmm. Entered a, a, a talent show. Mm-hmm. Won that talent show. And I think that's where it kind of began. Because I was like, okay, cool. Well, I In just, grade nine. In grade nine, yeah. Wow. Is Young that the one show. mic competition? No, no, no. Young, uh, uh, one mic was 2020. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, that was just like, you know, a talent show that was just going up. Yeah. So oh. I won that. And I think that's what kind of ignited my, mm. my love for winning and yeah. being a contender and wanting to challenge people yeah. in the music industry. What was your reaction to that? I mean, you're flipping in grade nine. You're winning a talent show. What's your family saying? What are your brothers saying? What are these, you know, this crew saying? Uh, it was crazy. I was in a crew with this other friend of mine, mm-hmm. uh, Rhea B. Shout out to Rhea B. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It was actually crazy because we just got in studio, recorded mm-hmm. a song, mm-hmm. went to go perform the song. Um, and I had energy at that point already because like you yeah. said, I was already entertaining people. Yeah. So I knew that, you know, if I'm saying something, I need to move with what mm-hmm. I'm saying mm-hmm. and not just stand and rap, you know. Yeah. So people were very drawn to that. We won the competition. It was exciting because people were clapping mm. for for the service that you just rendered. Did your mom like attend? Was it like community? No, she didn't attend that one because my mom, you know, mothers don't like going out at night. <laughs> so my mother's that type. If it's at night, mm. you must miss me. But eventually she came to one of my talent shows. Mm. Uh, I didn't win that one once she yeah. came to. How but I rocked the crowd. I think I was like probably still in high school, grade yeah. nine, grade 10 level. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think I came third or second that time. Yeah. So she was also very impressed because she was like, where, like who taught you how to do this? Because I know it's not <laughs> I me. <remember. laughs> you know, parents are just like, why do you talk so much? Who taught you to talk so much? Mm-hmm. 
So she was very impressed as well. My brothers were just, my brothers were super happy because they were like, yo, she'll be making a little boy and she's yeah. rocking. Yeah. So I wear keep, keep, keep shining. Amazing. Yeah, and they would take me to all the gigs, take mm-hmm. me to all the events, make sure I'm safe. Oh, so, so your brothers are actually musically people? Yeah, my one brother's very sporty. Okay. Sport, sport, sport. Then my other uh, brother was very music, rap, rap, rap. He used to make music as well. Mm-hmm. He used to rap as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a combo. I see, I see, I see. Same thing with mine. I remember my mom was like, not really... She didn't even know that I can sing or whatsoever. Yeah, and then when she heard it, she was like, oh. That's crazy. What's going on? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do I live with this child? Yeah, dog. <laughs> I see, I see. So you were, you know, gaining a name for yourself and back there in high school. And how was the cloud like? Did you receive cloud from high school? That fame that, oh my gosh, you know, trusted LK is coming here. Yeah, I definitely got cloud. People yeah. knew because I was the rapper chick now. Mm-hmm. So I was always respected. Yeah. Uh, we used to perform maybe at the assemblies, oh. you know, these um, talent show nights. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I got I got mad respect after I started mm-hmm. rapping. So I just kept it moving. Tell me about your first performance at school with this like simply or whatever. Um, it was dope because I was in another crew actually. So oh. I did a lot of crew work while I was in, in high school. And I'm grateful because mm-hmm. I bumped my head a lot with these crews. That's why I decided now after high school, I was just like, you know, oh. solo way. So I was in a crew with this other homie of mine, mm-hmm. uh, Chala to Chinga Time. Mm-hmm. We used to call ourselves Prototypes. Okay. And yeah, man, we just rocked. We even had like a, a young sequence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'd actually be rapping and dancing like at, at the same time. Yeah. So yeah, people just were just drawn to that because it was, mm-hmm. you know, it was lit. I see. And the teachers as well. Yeah, the teachers were just like, yo, these amazing. people are actually dope and they're killing it. Yeah. And your was your mother always, you know, supportive of this route that you want to go into? Because, you know, there's always that stigma attached to wanting to be an artist or wanting to be a creative it's like no i want you to do something concrete to think about something concrete for yourself not that being a creative cannot be something yeah. concrete but was she always behind this um she was i i can say she was always behind it because like i said mm-hmm. my brother's always there to make sure i'm safe mm-hmm. so if i have a gig at night she knows okay cool slk is with her older brother so she's safe mm-hmm. yeah, well, uh, so i think oh. that's why she kind of gave it the blessing because mm-hmm. she knew it's not like i'm gallivanting you know by myself mm-hmm. Um, so she gave it the blessing, but you know how parents they always think you're playing yeah. in the beginning yeah. until you start getting, you know, um, recognition yeah. and you start getting flown over to Joburg yeah. and you start winning national competitions. Mm. Then they start diving, but okay, actually, it's actually mm-hmm. a real thing. I see. What do you, what do you think about that? Actually, artists getting recognition more than anything. Do you think it's, do you think it's a key thing? Do you think it's what we should promote? Exposure, exposure, exposure. Because I think for some people it's so draining. And it's like, I don't only need that. Exposure is important because, I mean, I, I think as a musician, it's a numbers game. True. We're always chasing number. We need numbers. We need followers. Yeah, yeah. We need subscribers. Yeah. We need views. Mm-hmm. So exposure is, is, is the best way to get those numbers to run up. Mm-hmm. So I think exposure plays a big role. Mm-hmm. And that's why people always tell you marketing, PR, marketing, PR yeah. is vital because that's how you get to the people. Yeah. That's how you get the people to love you and actually know about you. I love your voice. Oh, I love oh. it too. <laughs> it's a very powerful <laughs> voice. When Thank did you, you realize that you have such a massive, you know, dominating type of voice? It's actually weird because I never, I didn't always have this voice. Really? There's a song I released in, in 209 mm-hmm. called Move. Mm-hmm. And I actually had a small voice then. Yeah, yeah. If you had oh. to listen to it now, you'd be mm-hmm. like, it's okay, no ways. No, no, no. But I think because I was always uh, singing and rapping and, you know, um, 
um, I grew up to to gangster music. Yeah. So I think my voice, I think my, to be it honest with you, I think my voice kind of molded yeah. into the whole, mm-hmm. you know, gangster vibe because that's how I wanted to sound. I mm-hmm. wanted to always be, you know, sound hard, mm-hmm. you know. So I think my voice actually just molded. But I'm grateful though. Your shout yeah. out. Thank you. Thanks God for this. How is Lalil and Kona? Ah, this is money. This voice is cash. So I think, you know, as an artist, when you're in high school and it's time to pick the subjects for whatever something you want to study, it's a bit, you know, tricky, right? Were you always, um, you know, were you always looking to just doing rap or was it rap and something? So I I knew I would do rap and something mm-hmm. um, because at the same time we're in South Africa yeah, yeah. Uh, and we have to be realistic at the end of the day. Very a lot of musicians these days want to be rock stars, but, yeah, but it's tough being a rock star in a third world country. Yeah, but mm-hmm. We have to think of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I always knew I'd rap and do something. So even after matric, um, mm-hmm. I chose random subjects. I chose yeah. like business it's and random. economics. Also and bio. In, in high school, you had not figured out what was this other something. I didn't fig- I hadn't figured out what the other something was, I but see. I knew there had to be something. So I remember in matric mm-hmm. when I was applying for varsity, I remember asking my mom, yo, what mm-hmm. must I apply for? Mm-hmm. And then she was like, as a, as a typical black mom, mm-hmm. she was like, uh, it's either, you know, go for medicine or go for law. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, cool. If you say law, it's all right. And yeah. I applied for law. Oh. And it's weird because when they, when I got accepted for law, I was like, what? yo, they actually accepted me for law. Like, I was like, hey, yo. it's actually happening. Where's this? This is in UCT? UWC. Oh, okay. Yeah, University okay. of the Western Cape. Mm-hmm. So I matriculated 2013. Mm-hmm. UWC took me uh, for, for law and I was like, okay, cool. Well, yo. I'm here now and I'm going to see yeah. it through. So you were just chilled with that choice. It wasn't really something that was, you know, full-on decision, I want to do this and all of that. No, nah, it wasn't full-on decision. Does it go in line with your persona or something? Um, I think it does. Mm-hmm. I think it's a 50-50, to be honest. It is. Because actually. the thing is, with the law, you have to be very hands-on mm. and you have to love reading. Mm. And you always have to be in a constant updating. What's new? There's mm. a new law. You need to know the law. Yeah. You know, so so academically, it's tiring. Mm-hmm. But I'm the execution of being a lawyer. Yeah. Um, is part of my personality. Yeah, it is. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's fifty-fifty. And I mean, we have to touch base on like the transitioning from like high school to varsity. Did you feel that pressure? Did you feel it that much? Or there wasn't really, you know, you didn't really get uh, affected that much. Um, well, there was a transition mm-hmm. uh, because remember my trick, uh, I left home to go stay yeah, um, somewhere else. on campus. But okay. I, but but my first year of us, I wasn't on campus, mm-hmm. but I stayed like in a neighborhood mm-hmm. near my campus. So okay. for example, maybe Pram and yeah, yeah. UJ. But so, that was still outside your mom's house. Yeah, that was outside my mom's house. Ew. So it was a, a transition because now, you know, you have to cook for yourself. You have to make your bed before you leave. You have to yeah. lock. You have to make sure you locked mm-hmm. the crib. So it was a transition, but I mean, it was, it had to happen because that's how you start adulting. Yeah. You know, varsity teaches you how to adult, how to look after yourself, mm-hmm. how to manage money, mm-hmm. how to talk to other people, how to socialize. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever, you know, engage in like musical things in varsity? I mean, I can imagine you're a student going to study law and you're busy with music here on the other side. So did you engage in those activities? 100%. When I got to, literally when I got to <laughs> varsity, yeah. I entered UW's Got Talent. <laughs> so it's UWC, but for short, we call it UW's. Okay. They were having a talent show. Entered one immediately. Shoot. So even then, mostly my street cred, I got it quickly. Yeah. Not even, as a first year, they thought, oh, yeah. that chick, yeah, she raps. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Um, yeah, so after winning that competition, it gave me a huge platform because it meant at all the bashes, I was performing Shoot. at bashes now. Yeah. Even at other talent shows, I became a judge. And I was actually giving other people advice now. That's on, amazing. You know, how to nurture their talents, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, things things kind of just gelled. You know, I mean, you look like someone who's really driven by something. What would you say you're really driven by? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm driven by myself, man. Yeah. I'm a go-getter. Um, I think maybe it's in my nature, it's in my mm-hmm. blood at this point. Sometimes, yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, if I just put my mind on something, I make it pop, mm-hmm. you know? So now, I mean, how was it, you know, battling law, which is like something that requires you 101% mm. and then you are busy, uh, you know, creating a name for yourself in the music industry or the game, whatever you guys. It was it. tough. It was tough, um, yeah. but it had to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, even my degree, my degree actually took longer Yo. than it was supposed to because, mm. like I said, one foot was in the law thing, one mm. foot was in the music thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I made it work, dog. I would mm. go gig on a Saturday night, mm-hmm. come back, study, chief. Mm. You know, instead of taking a nap or resting, I would study. Sure. Or I would be studying the whole night. Well, what I used to do in varsity mm-hmm. is I'd study the whole day, mm-hmm. study the whole night, and then go to my gig. Yeah. Rock, 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 mm-hmm. rock. Come back, take a nap, study again. Mm-hmm. So it was tough, but yeah. it had to be done, and I, and I don't regret it because yeah. it was kind of like a transition. I knew mm. I had to do both. That When I leave the law thing, the music thing is already moving. Exactly. Because it would have taken me so much more exactly. time if I had focused on law mm. and then get to Joburg and then start from scratch. Mm. Uh-uh. I was actually yeah. even coming to Joburg at that point. Yeah. Every holiday, every December and every Full June holiday. Music stuff. Come to Josie, come to, yeah. okay, there's shizness, mm-hmm. do shizness. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's rap activity jam, do rap activity jam. Yeah. Just to plant the seeds so that when, because I knew after my degree, I'm mm-hmm. coming through to Josie. So I was kind of just planting my seeds. Plant, 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 plant. When I pull up, it's just a matter of watering. Smart. Yeah. Really, really, really smart. So I uh, want to ask about, you know, you moving from Cape Town to Joburg. What was that all about? And when did it actually happen? So it happened uh, last year, 2021. Oh. Uh, just after I'd won the sports scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was COVID more. So mm-hmm. uh, the last six months of my degree, I did online. Mm-hmm. So the minute mm-hmm. UWC was like, yo, look, it's online, beginning of you 2021. Like, I was like, sweet. Um, told my mom, spoke, sat my mom down. I was like, chief, mm-hmm. I'm leaving. It's that time. Sure. She was like, you know what? What's the plan? Mm-hmm. You can't just go to Job with a, without a plan. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, I just won the sports scene competition, mm-hmm. national competition. Mm-hmm. And I was getting a bit of a bag. Mm-hmm. You know, I had support. I mm-hmm. had PR. So I was like, so I moved 2021, yeah. beginning of the year. Moved to Maboneng. I'm still mm-hmm. in Maboneng. Oh. So yeah, it was, it was a very smooth transition mm-hmm. because like I said, I always knew I was pulling up sooner or later. Yeah. Just want to backtrack to the sports scene competition. Where did you see it? I mean, how did it come about, you know, you ha- going and applying for and this applying. competition? It's weird. A friend of mine uh, hit me up. She's mm-hmm. like, yo, Antoana. Two people actually hit me up. Mm-hmm. One was actually a competitor on the show. Okay. And uh, one was just a friend of mine. She was like, yo, there's a sporting competition. You should mm-hmm. enter. Mm-hmm. Checked it out. I was like, ah, I'm on chief, man. I don't mm-hmm. want to enter mm-hmm. because I was just like, Joburg people are involved. So I, I'm not afraid of yeah, yeah. any of the other provinces. Mm-hmm. But I was like, mm-hmm. you know, Josie people. Yes, like, they're going to, you know, and deal with me. And you're in Cape Town me. this time. And I'm in Cape Town that time. Sure. She was like, yo, bro, just enter. Mm-hmm. Other homie hits me up as well. Uh, Spyro, shout out to Spyro. Mm-hmm. Hit me up. Yo, dog, I'm going to enter this competition. You should enter as well. I was like, okay, cool. You know what? Let me just enter. I've got mm-hmm. nothing to lose. I entered, made top 40. 
Sure. Uh, and then Spyro, the guy that actually told me to enter, mm-hmm. actually also made top 40 with me. Okay. Um, was it not like a, a clash? I mean, you're in Cape Town, you need to come to Joburg. How was that working? Um, it wasn't a clash. Okay. Um, I made it work, you know. <laughs> I, I made it work. I was like, comrades, I need to go, mm. I need to go. So yeah, made top 40, made top 10. Mm-hmm. And um, I prayed, to be honest with you, dog. Mm. Me, I prayed. I was like, God, I need to win this competition. Yeah. That's just the facts. Mm. And also I had an agreement with God because I always told God, look, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to finish my degree. Mm. But after I finish my degree, you need to make something happen. Yeah. So I think it kind of worked out perfectly because it was my final year, mm. last six months. It was your final year. And you final year. Shoo. And I told so God, I was like, pressure. God, God, chief, it's time now. We agreed on this thing. Mm. So to be honest, I was very confident. Mm-hmm. Because and I mean, the, the six months online thing really did play. Yeah, you know, crucial. Favor, yeah. yeah. So after I won... I was still juggling school, the six mm. months of school yeah, while yeah. I was in Joburg. But I was now, you know, the face of sports scene, mm-hmm. the face of Puma, working mm-hmm. with Tweezy, you know, yeah, two, yeah. three times, four times oh, a yeah. week. Shooting videos, performing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just juggling, man. Time management and juggling. Mm-hmm. Would, you, would you say, like, you started opening up for big artists after that? Or was that before? After the competition or before? Yeah, before. Even on oh. varsity, I was yeah. opening up for Riki Rik. Oh. R.I.P. Riki Rik. Yeah. I was actually the only person who opened up for Riki Rik when he was um, doing his Castle Light Unlocks. Sure. AUWC. Black Motion. Okay, Malim mm-hmm. Cool Cat. Yeah. Yeah, I opened up for Aries, Nasty C. Born mm-hmm. Nasty C was still, you know, on the come up that yeah, time. Yeah. So I was really opening up for people like that. And would you say, would you, did you even get recognition from those big artists? Did they come up and be like, yo? Nah, they, they never, <laughs> they never came up. Because, yeah. you know, when you open up for somebody, usually the person's not even there yet. Yeah. You know, they're on mm-hmm. their way to the venue. So I didn't get much um, recognition. Mm-hmm. But n- after winning competitions mm-hmm. and going to shows like One Mic, the recognition now is... is and is, did that ever like open doors for you? Not the competition, but opening up for big artists? Um, it kind of did, yeah, yeah, because it at least the events organizer would see that I'm a force. Oh, yeah. So the person who got me on stage actually said, "Okay, cool. Actually, yeah. it was a good idea mm-hmm. getting her to rock because she's actually dope." Yeah. So I think, yeah, it kind of um, it kind of showed that mm-hmm. sooner or later, yeah. I might be opening now, but sooner or later, I'm going to be the headliner. Yeah, yeah, I see. So now, how was your time being in the competition? I mean, you are in a different province or whatever, or are you a person who just doesn't fall into the pressures of whatever it is that you, you know, thrown at? Uh, nah, I didn't fall into the pressures. Like yeah. I said, I know you what I want. You were calm with it yeah. the entire way. Very driven. So I know mm-hmm. the level. I know how to man- like maneuver, how to finesse. Yeah, yeah. So I was staying with a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine, shout out to V. Okay. Yeah, she was doing her own thing. I was doing my own thing. But mm-hmm. she had work, so she was employed. Okay. And I was just, you no know, hustling. But mm-hmm. she'd wake up in the morning. When she leaves for work, me, I'm working up to go hustle. Yeah. You know, yeah. speak to somebody, speak to somebody, talk mm-hmm. to somebody, hustle somebody, go to mm-hmm. studio. So yeah, I just treated it like a like a like a full time job. Full time job. Yeah. Because it is a job. Because it is a job. Yeah. Mm. So how was your life after that competition? It was it was it was a game changer because I yeah. had reference. Mm-hmm. So for example, you know, there's a lot of rappers. Mm-hmm. Me telling you, ah, oh, P I rap. Mm-hmm. You'll be like, I achieve. There's a million rappers. Yeah, everyone. But raps. now I could tell you, I could tell people, yo, look, yeah. I'm SLK. Mm-hmm. You know, I won a national competition. Yeah. And you know I'm I'm a, I'm an ambassador for Puma right mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. so it gave people you know um, a second to be like oh okay cool so tell me more yeah yeah and then once you give me that opportunity yeah. for me to talk to you going in full force exactly Shoot. so it gave me a good reference mm-hmm. yeah 
Yeah. So now what did your what is your family's reaction, your brother's reactions? Were they here or were they just they just heard the news? Uh no, 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 no. They weren't here, they just heard the news. Mm. But they were shocked too, because they were like, yo, bro, you're like you're really doing this thing. Yeah. Like you're running with it. <laughs> like you're going with yeah, it. Yeah. Even when I moved to Joburg, mm. they were like, yo, bro, Josie is like dangerous. Do yeah, you understand? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, I let's mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to Joburg. Mm-hmm. That's where it's at, that's where I need to be. So they were just like, you were like, you're actually taking this thing to the top. I was like, yeah, I have to. Did you have a plan when you, you know, were planning to come to, come to Joburg? Did you have a plan where you're going to stay, what you're going to do, you know? Um, I, I had a plan that I was going to stay with my friend. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, you know what, I'm going to wing it. Yeah. Stay with you maybe for a month or so. Yeah. Get my own apartment, mm-hmm. you know, buy a bed, buy a fridge. Yeah. yeah. And just make it work. Because, yeah. I mean, the industry is here. I if see. If you're not in Joburg... You not it's gonna take too long. Gandhi mm-hmm. Tina, you know, we don't have all the time in the world. Yeah. You know? And as an artist who did law, I wanna know if you ever focus on your law degree. Um, I wish I could do both. Okay. But like we both said it's too draining. Yeah. But I mean with the law thing, I, I think I will go back to the law thing. Yeah. Because I mean a, a lot of artists need people like myself mm-hmm. to give them advice, mm-hmm. you know, um, give them you know, way forward on contracts and things yeah, like yeah. that. So I think it's it's a, it's a, it's a sector that I need to go back to mm-hmm. for the sake of music. Yeah. Yeah, it's very important. Yeah. And there's a few people that are occupying that space. Mm-hmm. And that's why so many musicians get, you know, um, butchered because mm. they can't afford to ask, mm. you know, to get a lawyer. It's expensive to get yeah. a lawyer. So hopefully, I, w- I hope one day I can even open a firm yeah. that only focuses on actually helping artists. That's that's nice. I mean, what an advantage that you have. You really have quite an advantage. Well, I also want to touch base on your song, which I really like. We had Teta. Am I saying it okay? Yes, we are okay, yeah. Um, You worked with Tweezy, Tweezy yeah. on this song. Yeah. Yo, it's a massive song. It's amazing. So how did the song come about? How did where did you guys even get the inspiration? You know? Yeah. Uh well, Tweezy. I remember I remember after I found out that I was gonna work with him, I mm-hmm. couldn't sleep. Every yeah. time I need to see Tweezy tomorrow in studio <laughs> and Lalip Suku, because I'm just like this guy is a legend. Yeah. And he's amazing and he's worked with so many great names. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, Tweezy is very cool. First mm-hmm. of all, very calm. Yeah. And Tweezy is very, he shares knowledge. Mm. And I think that's what helped me a lot is that when we got into studio, you heard me rap. He was like, okay, cool, you're dope. Mm-hmm. But I don't hear you spitting closer. Yeah. And he was like, fam, you're closer. Use your closer. Mm-hmm. If you can spit in your native tongue, 50% of the job is done. True. You just have 50% left. Yeah. And it was weird because somebody out of my hometown mm-hmm. and somebody who wasn't even closer had to tell me, yo, bro, that- don't sleep on the closer thing. It's mm-hmm. a bag. And that's how we are Teta came about. Mm-hmm. He played me some beats. I, I liked the beats, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was just like, Utinia Teta. Yeah. Because I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Let me use my native tongue. Yeah. And because so let me just keep it there. Oh, so, so the lyrical knowledge just came from that. The lyrical knowledge just came from that. Amazing. Literally. Him saying, look, Amazing. I want your hook to be closer. How was the build up? Back. Like the build up to completing the song? You know, being in studio with him, all of that, you know. And you you touch base on the fact that he shared some knowledge with you. Uh, mind if you highlight that? Yeah, man. Um, he, you know, Tweezy, he was like, you know what? Tweezy is very hands-on. Mm-hmm. In the sense that I'm very old school, so I mm-hmm. write pen and paper. Oh. I don't write on my phone. Yeah, yeah. 
So he's the type to say, let me, let me, let me see what you got there. Mm-hmm. And then he'll cover your lyrics. Yeah, yeah. And one thing about me, because I was inspired by the old school musician, yeah. I always wanted to say too much mm-hmm. in a short space of time. So Tweezy would say, look, this sentence is dope, mm-hmm. but take this word out, take this word out, take this word out. Mm-hmm. Keep it short and simple. Yeah, yeah. You know? And that helped me a lot because now people could catch on qu- quickly. It's catchy. Catchy. It's simple. And, you know, he always told me, he was like, oh, it's okay. You must always remember in a song, it's about finding a moment. Mm-hmm. The whole song doesn't have to be dope, to yeah, be yeah. honest with you. Yeah, yeah. But if you can just find a dope moment, yeah. it's done. And that's what TikTok is doing now. Even that a song is. like Encounter Tempel. They only take that moment, you know. That's it, Umlando. It's just yeah. that hook. Everything else, nobody's nobody listens to the whole song of Umlando, let's be honest. No. You understand what I'm saying? So, yeah, he taught me a lot, <laughs> and, I, and I really learned a lot. And, and he yeah. also taught me how to... Have catchy hooks. Mm. He told me the secret. He's like, Ndwana, yeah. if you mix A and B, mm-hmm. you have a dope hook. And yeah. all my hooks are lit. Because is that, of is the that what you guys did on the Yateta song? Yeah, that's what we did. Oh. That's how he kind of taught me um, how to bang and how to slap on yeah. a new song. Yeah, because I see you keep on repeating Sitikri. Sitikri. Ah. Yeah, that was that was Tweezy's idea. Yeah, yeah. To be honest with you, I did the hook. Then I said, Sitikri, Galapuma, Siamuva. And okay. he was actually the one who was like, Sitikri. He took Sitikri and mm-hmm. he, he's actually the one that placed it in the verse. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. And then I actually wrote according to that Sitikri mm-hmm. in every bar. So he was amazing. Yeah. He's next level production. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, working with such a brilliant artist. Oh, wow. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, how was your life after? Um, the releasing, you know, of that song because I saw it got so many views. Mm-hmm. So it many was views. good, man. We're able to um, snatch people's hearts. Yeah. Because like I said, being a Kosa person in Johannesburg, mm-hmm. it kind of gives people the, the time of day to look and be like, oh, there's a Kosa hand yeah. on stage. Let me go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it opened a lot of doors for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people liked that song, like you yeah. said. So it was just, you know, it was just perfect timing. Mm-hmm. And you're a vocalist as well. I... I'm growing, dog. Kalugin <laughs> Joburg. I never used to sing. But you sound proper. Thank you. Yeah. But I mean, being in Johannesburg and being surrounded by so many dope yeah. acts, you need to level up every time. Right. So I never thought I'd be singing, but because you look around, you're like, ish. Like he's doing some harder, harder. So yeah. I also need to, you know, pull up, pull mm. up, pull out a trick somewhere, somehow, which is amazing because mm. I think that's what where the journey of mm-hmm. becoming a musician kind of starts because it's just about discovering yourself each time. So you actually discovered that voice, you know, in the midst of it all. Yeah, in the midst of it all. That's amazing. And now I have range. I can go high. Yeah. I can, get, I can go low. I can mm-hmm. just finesse. It's actually a beautiful thing to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, care to tell people about any future projects that you should look forward to? 100%. I'm yeah. actually dropping. Okay. Um, the 28th of March, I'm dropping my mm-hmm. EP. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Meaningful Hustle. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I just signed a distribution deal yeah, yeah. with oh. a company from the UK uh, slash Cape Town. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, um, you know, it's That's time amazing. to blow. You know, it's time to blow. Mm-hmm. They're going to be pushing my EP for me. Six tracks, hard Shoot. EP. It's a rap EP. Yeah, yeah. You know, so if you're a rap lover, I think you, you people should check it out. I see. And as well, you know, you host events for people who don't know Red Velvet Sundays, right? <laughs> Velvet is Sundays. It, is it Velvet? Vel- Vel- Velvet Sundays. Okay, I thought I pronounced it right. <laughs> you're, not, you're actually not the first person to say Red Velvet Sundays. You're lying. So it's Velvet Sundays, not Red Velvet Sundays. Yeah, it's Velvet Sundays. Um, no, 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 it's all good. Yeah, man, when I got to Joburg, you, you know, when you're surrounded by hustlers, you start seeing that, hey, doing one thing, mm-hmm. it's a bit whack. Mm-hmm. You need to up your game. Okay, yeah. cool, you make music. 
what else are you doing on the side? And then I decided to, you know, host my own events. So yeah, oh. every last Sunday of the month, we're out in Greenside at a place called Velvet Hour. Mm-hmm. And yeah, man, just putting, you know, putting putting the youngins on. There's True. too many musicians. Yeah. So the more platforms, the better. Mm-hmm. You know, so I decided, mm-hmm. you know what? Initially, it was meant for Cape Town artists to have a home in Johannesburg. Oh, that's amazing. But uh, I mean, we merged with with with, with Josie with Joe because you know, mean, they artists. dope and they deserve yeah. a platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? So so upcoming artists, whatever, just go there to um, showcase their talents, sing, rap, whatever it is. Or is it just for rappers? Well, um, it's for musicians mm-hmm. because it's rappers and singers. Mm-hmm. It's for DJs as well. Okay. But I actually want to have like a dance segment as well. I see. Because like I said, dance is actually my thing, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So I think I'll actually open it up, you know, and allow some dancers to come through as yeah. well. Make it, you know, an entertainment thing mm-hmm. but not necessarily a music thing. Yeah. I mean, for an artist oh. who's watching this, sorry, for an artist who's watching this and they feel like uh, they want to pull up there, how does it work? Do they just pull up on the spot, perform a few things, um, or is it a pre-plan, do sound check before whatever? And so it's pre-planned. So mm-hmm. they have to follow us on the page, Velvet Sundays okay. underscore with a S. Velvet Sundays underscore. Drop us a DM so we can kind of check them out mm-hmm. because we're just trying to make sure that the quality, you know, and the level oh. kind of, we maintain the level and the quality. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then you come through, uh, we give you your sound check, and then mm-hmm. you rock. I see, yeah. I see, I see. Thank you. So who kind of helped you into making that vision of having a place for Cape Town artists in Joburg? You know, who kind of, you know, that vision that you had, who made it real, who made it happen, who helped you make it happen? Um, it was some friends of mine. You know, it always starts with chilling yeah. with the homies. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we came, we, we had a gig here in Joburg, right, mm-hmm. as Cape Townians. Mm-hmm. And I remember I got on stage and then... Like the event organizer started telling me to get off stage sure. while I was performing. And I'm thinking so much disrespect. Yeah. I actually took the mic and looked at him and I was like, Yeah, Chief, soon mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Because yeah. you're trying to make me look like a clown. Yeah, I can yeah. also make you look like a clown. Yeah, yeah. So I felt so disrespected. I was like, you know what? Let me just do it myself then. You I know? See. Yeah. So I was just mad that day. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm actually just gonna start my own events mm-hmm. and host my own thing. And that's how I started. So shout out to KG, Speech mm-hmm. of the Dreamer, Killer G, yeah. um, Velvet Hour, Ranfica, mm-hmm. they're the people that were ca- kind of like powering this powerhouse yeah. now called Velvet Val- Sundays. Yeah. So yeah. would you so say these event organizers must stop playing games yeah. and disrespecting artists? True. Yeah. True. So like what would you say were the challenges? you know, that you faced not only as an artist, but then as an artist who's from Cape Town or maybe from a different province coming into here, having to adapt to the style, you're female, you know, there's just so much, so many factors as well. It was tricky, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because, yeah, people, like, like I just said mm-hmm. now, events organizers come with these tendencies. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a musician, and yes, I want the platform, but don't disrespect me. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. so, yeah, those are the kind of challenges you meet people that think you're a clown just because you're a musician or you're creative. Mm-hmm. Um, you get people who think, you know, they can tell you you're on at eight. Like, mm-hmm. eight, like oh, no, you're on at nine. You know, so many yeah, games yeah. in the industry. Yeah. But one thing about me is that you have to be firm yeah. and tell them no. How you want it. I'm busy. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me I'm performing at 90. Busy. Mm-hmm. I also have places to be. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the challenges. Also not charging. So when I got mm. to um, Joburg, I decided, you know what, for like a year or so, I can't charge for gigs because yeah. I need to sell myself. People need yeah. to trust. 
yeah. my brand and what I'm selling. Before so that's also a challenge because it means, you know, you're living hand to mouth, mm. you know, you're mm. making it work. But, you know, it all pays out in the end. And I always say money must always be the end result. Because when you start mm-hmm. with scuttling for money, it always becomes messy. It does. But if you start with the passion first and mm-hmm. make money a byproduct of that, mm-hmm. it always works out better. I mean, that's amazing. I think I've gained a lot of knowledge. <laughs> I'm not really like a rap kind of fan, but I'm re- I've really gained a lot of shout knowledge. Out, out. Thank you so much for being here. I really hope that all your projects are like such a success. Thank and you. if we can, we can also make it to Velvet Sundays. Please, I can't believe I said Red Velvet <laughs> I shame it's fine when it happens. It happens. <laughs> thank you so much. Well, thank you guys so much for watching as well. Please like, comment, and subscribe. Goodbye.